Hello, welcome to Autism Office Hours. This week, our topic is weight. I'm not a therapist. Um, we're gonna talk about balancing telehealth services and home life. Um, I am Jamie Swalby, and I am here today with Lisa Kahlberg and Gay Finlayson. Now, we asked the community what questions they had, and we've come up with, we've taken the questions that we've received, we have about five or six questions. They all relate to each other. It seems they're all kind of interwoven. So what we're gonna do today is we're gonna read all the questions first and then we'll just have a question. Does that, uh, we'll have a conversation. Does that sound okay with you guys? Sounds good. Yes. Okay, so here are the questions. Um, it makes me feel bad when I don't have time to practice the homework with my child um, from telehealth services. How can I find time to get the homework done? Next question, how do I, how do I parent when I'm supposed to be working on the therapy I was taught during our telehealth session? Uh, next, I have been taught how to do the therapies, but my child does not respond to me in the way he or she does with the therapist. What am I doing wrong? Next one, I have multiple children with ASD. Each one is working on different skills. How do I balance home life with telehealth therapy expectations for each child? Um, and the last for right now is I'm working from home right now. I'm exhausted by the time I'm off work and I now have to work on therapies at home with my child. Are there any tips for juggling these roles? So those are our questions that we're gonna start off with. And so let's chat. Families are struggling with balancing telehealth and um, the expectations of that telehealth services. Um, what advice do you all have for balancing that? Jamie, I am um, a parent and I also worked for the state on a lot of these telehealth um, guidance. And when I was doing it, um, or at least helping the state so that we could have telehealth, I also realized that we're a population that might not be served in the best way through telehealth. And um, I just wanted families to have the opportunity if it worked for them. I don't think we have to think of it as a mandate. Um, it, it's just, it's so up to the family. I like you, I like you saying that um, because it, it often feels, and I, I also am a parent of somebody with autism, and, and when you're in therapies, um, it often feels like there's something you're supposed to work on, and if you don't get that done, that sort of, I understand that feeling if you're bad, you haven't done the work, and, and whatever, so I do appreciate you saying that. Not a mandate. It's an opportunity if we want to take it, but it, it really, is up to each individual family. So, how, if you, if you have multiple kids, say, who do have autism, and they have these telehealth services that are being delivered, and they're help, 
the therapists are helping you um, provide those services as a parent, provide those services to your children. Um, what, what does that look like if you're just unable to get that done? Is there some, at some point where we just say it isn't working or how do we do that? Well, I can see us all answering at once because that is really a hard question. <laughs> uh, multiple kids, multiple responsibilities. Um, I think, you know, that we can do some of the things that um, our kids do, do in therapy where things are broken down, you know, one little task at a time. If we just can break things down to, I don't have to accomplish everything, but maybe I want to try this this one thing. I don't have to do the whole lesson. I don't have to um, accomplish all this, but but maybe this one thing is something that, that we can work on. In in my in my house, I um, I could often pull in my oldest child to help out with some of these things and um, things that were expectations I could kind of teach my child how to do those things and and balance that but i think there's a lot of teaching going on that parents are having to do to kind of get all this done and i i do hear families struggling with the knowledge that if they don't do some pieces of this and they're overwhelmed themselves but that they'll see that regression with their children and that i think that's it's just frightening, but I think, I do think it's okay for, for us to say, it's okay I didn't get it done. I do have to work and get through my day and do all the things. And I would say from the mental health perspective, too, everything you guys are saying about uh, doing what you can, not seeing it as a mandate, not putting pressure on yourself to do all the work and all the therapy. And I would add to that, taking some time to prioritize your own mental health and your own self-care would be really important because I think you're playing therapist and teacher and trying to be a parent in there somehow and a spouse, a lot of people. Right. That's a lot of, a lot of things to juggle in one space for this duration of time. So I think being really patient with yourself and knowing that it benefits your whole family when you can prioritize your own mental health and time for yourself. Lisa, that's so important. That's so very important. And I, I, I often see, um, I often see families not doing that and that is a struggle. Yeah, I mean, and I can't even imagine, I am not a parent, but I can just only imagine the stress and strain of juggling all those things and, and feeling like there's no boundaries between any of them because they're all happening in this one space. Everybody, and everybody's learning this new reality and this new kind of thing together. And that's, it's just gonna take some time. It's gonna take being patient with each other and with ourselves, so. Right. Sometimes, sometimes, well, and this right now we are stuck in a, 
in a space with our people, um, whatever that space may look like. And, and it, it can be helpful um, to everyone to be able to get out. And right now, we're not able to get out. And, and so I think things are just bigger. And then the way um, our kiddos are receiving services, some kiddos and families have received some telehealth services along the way because of maybe where they live or whatever. But um, now it seems like that's how we're all, um, all, all families are receiving telehealth to keep everything safe these days. And it's a big change all of a sudden. And I think the safety, you know, it's, it's your own safety and your family's safety that you or want to prioritize and if it just is too much you don't do it I mean it, and it's and I'm gonna my kids are adults now and I didn't have um, telehealth therapies <laughs> because I'm so old um, they didn't have telephones then um, or computers but I am when my kids with autism are two and a half years apart and I was taking them to, we didn't have ABA then, so I was just taking them to OT and speech. And I was doing it so often that um, I remember sitting in the um, waiting room of Albuquerque Therapy Services and thinking, this is my life. And I don't like it. Um, and I just, you know, I, I, I started to cry in the wait, waiting room, which is unlike me. Um, and after the therapy session, I just told the therapist, you know, we need to take a break. Um, the kids don't need to take a break, but I need to take a break. And um, we never went back to therapy. I don't know if this is a good lesson for people. Um, but we just figured, you know, we just figured it out. And they were actually getting good school services. So some of this doesn't relate to what's going on now. But I just think that there's a time where um, too much of a good thing is too much. And just us realizing that and um, moving forward in just different ways. And Gay, I, when my son was diagnosed, you had told me that felt so empowered by that um, because I didn't see an end to anything ever. But just to know that I could make that decision and that I wasn't having, like, nothing was mandated. I was, I was able to make these choices for my kid that were in the best interest of my kiddo with autism, but also his siblings and us as a family. And I don't, um, in working with families of children with autism, I, I often see families that, that don't feel like they have that choice. So I, I, that story is so powerful and just, just hearing that, that you can. And I think particularly with young families, um, it's just, it's kind of in the culture. Um, when, when my kids were young, there was a, um, advocacy group called Defeat Autism Now. And so that's how you were supposed to be thinking. Um, it wasn't about living with autism and, and how, how, to, how to 
move forward. It was really about, we've got to do these things and this, this timeline or we're not going to succeed. Um, I just never was true for my family. I think the Lisa, when you, when you're saying you have to take care of yourself, I, I think that if over time and, and, you know, you keep doing these things and giving and giving and giving at some point you're going to break. You're not going to be able to give any of that if you don't kind of balance that. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Jamie, I just think it's so important to remember that it doesn't do anybody in your family any good. If you are putting that pressure on yourself to do, do, do for everyone else when you're completely at the end of your rope and completely spent. So I think everything you guys are saying, I imagine it's going to be so supportive for families just in allowing themselves to step back and allowing themselves to take breaks and themselves not follow through with everything right now if it's not realistic and if it's not supporting the whole family. Thank you so much. We, we do have one more question that I just wanted to save till the end. Um, and this, this has come up for many families across the state. And the question is, how do I find services for my child that are not telehealth? I mean, do those, where are we at right now? Is that an option for where we're at? I think it's, it's a tough question because I am talking to um, different ABA providers who still have, you know, some RBTs who can go into homes and feel safe about it. Um, but then maybe the family doesn't feel safe. And then maybe the next week the RBTs don't, don't want to do it. So I don't think there's a real answer. Um, we did get guidance from the state that services for autism are considered medically necessary. They're essential services. But some essential services have stopped. Um, for now, I mean, they also talk about if this is a service you can put off for um, one to three months, then it, it's, it's time to do that. Now, um, it's a scary time because there are people with autism who can't put off services for, for one to three months. Um, and so figuring this out, and there are a lot of people who are not going to respond to telehealth services. I think we have to... I have to realize that I knew that when we were working on the telehealth guidelines that there are people because of their communication abilities or their cognitive abilities that that's just not going to work and so again this is more stress on the family because then you're asked to be the therapist I think there was a question about I you know my child reacts differently to my therapist than they do to me yes. that is absolutely what's supposed to happen <laughs> <laughs> get paid to be you know, this wonderful, bubbly, enthusiastic um, being who praises your child and encourages them. And we're parents. And so we do that some, but we do it in a different way. And then we have different things we have to do. So I, I really feel for people who are needing, needing, um, face-to-face -face services right now. I just don't think they're very easy to come by. 
Um, and I, I think that there are some uh, situations where telehealth isn't, um, isn't the correct option. Right. And, and in our state, there's so many wait lists and, and things like that. And, and so this is, this is where we're at with our, with our situation. And I think people, <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to realize that, that it's supposed to be that way, that the kids are going to, the individuals with autism, adults, whatnot, are going to respond differently. You're the parent and you're the closest one to them. And so, you know, we, we definitely would expect that. And it's, it's just good to hear because I think sometimes you feel bad. And then when you have to go back um, the next day, because your RBT is coming or your OT or speech therapist is coming on the telehealth to say, what have you done? And and you don't have that story to tell that everything went smoothly. Everything you said to do <laughs> was so smooth. And, and here you are going, um, no, we need to find a different way for, for us to do this because how we work is different. I think it's going to be learning. It's going to be learning for the service providers. It's going to be learning for the families and, and, and hopefully the kids, um, and individuals on the spectrum can can find a balance and we can all find a balance right now everything is so new it's just super tough it is it's it's a a challenging time and um i give credit to all our kids and families and individuals for just um moving through it right 